0: What's going on everyone and welcome back to the life of an entrepreneur podcast. My name is Shan Hanif. I'm the founder and CEO of GenFlow, a business where that helps creators the people that you watch on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Every single day, we help them monetize their audiences doing lots of amazing things. In today's podcast, I'm going to be covering probably the thing that I get asked the most, which is how do you find investors? How do you know who would be the right investor for your business and how do you actually physically get in touch with them? This thing was the thing that when I was trying to raise money, so I've raised 11 million million two years ago and I'm currently working on our next fundraise and before that I had raised some money from angel investors too. So in this episode, I'm going to be taking you through something that I used to be wondering about the whole time I started that how... When I used to see these, you know, uh, on TechCrunch and everything else, you keep seeing X company raises X much. And you're always like, how? I don't know anybody on anything else. So in this episode, I'm going to be taking you all through that. So let's do it. Hi, I'm Sean Hanif, and you're listening to Life of an Entrepreneur. So one of the first things to realize when it comes to raising money for your startup is that there are different stages in investment and you, you hear this a lot but I'm going to go through them step by step so you just understand that very very clearly what does it mean because depending on the stage of your business you will need to attract the right investors. so firstly is what you call pre-seed essentially the idea of seed comes from as you're planting a seed for your business to grow So pre-seed is kind of like before you've even planted your seed, you're at the idea stage. There'll be investors at that pre-seed stage that focus on that. The next stage after that is seed stage. Essentially, this is again, normally you've just started making a little bit of money and you're looking to build your business and that's the seed stage. And there's a lot of money in that space um, generally in the market. From there is what you find is uh, the next stage is called Series A. Series A is where you have a real business, it's now making money. Maybe it's profitable, maybe it's not. But ultimately, this is where your business has started to find product market fit and now is on the verge of becoming a bigger business. Then you have Series B, C, D and E. And how that works essentially is as as you grow as a business, So when you kind of hit 10 million revenue, you would be Series B. And you just grow from there, stage on stage on stage. And when you see big established businesses raising money, they will normally be like Series E and F. And from there, you you hope to like either IPO one day or someone buys you. So that's kind of like the stages of investment for a business. And that is so important to understand. The amount of people dreaming for from uh, to get some investment from Sequoia or Anderson Horowitz or these firms that are like top tier firms, but essentially they're at the different stage of their life. I'll give you a tangible example. So right now GemFlow is probably at about a series B stage. And there's so many firms out there that are looking for creator economy businesses who have just started. The reason is this. So let me just you know give you a bit more understanding to why. If an investment firm exists, they invest at the seed stage, they probably have 50 million in the whole fund. They can maximum would want to, you know, would do 5 million into one company because they have 50 million. They've got to spread their bets. They're they're going to invest in at least 10 to be able to have their risk managed. So essentially, that means they can only write a few 5 million check maximum. That's why they're seed stage, because any business that's series A or B or whatever, they're going to want a lot more money if they're raising. No one is raising a series B five million dollars because they are larger businesses So if your business is already doing like 10 million revenue you just are not going to you know be raising such less money so i often get this i'll meet a, a firm or somebody and they'll essentially be you know wanting to do series they're a seed stage investor so essentially i like gem is just too big for them so it's very very important of who you're aiming for vice versa when i was uh, coming up you know, when I first started, and I'm pretty sure you're in this boat, and you want to raise your first ever money, you're probably have been messaging or dreaming about raising from x, y, z, but they actually only invest in businesses with 5 million profit, because they only focus on series B, they only focus on series A, or even later than that. So generally, after series B, you kind of group them into like growth stage. And essentially, that's what you're looking for. So you know. Knowing the stages is very, very important because your whole idea of how to find the right investor, firstly, is about knowing who the right investor is for you. So we just covered that, which is the stages. From that, it's then about understanding once you know the stage that your business is at. So let's say you're at the seed stage and you're starting out and you've kind of done a few things. When it comes to the firms, their investment thesis And what they have promised to their investors is very, very important. You know, this is something I've learned the hard way because even I didn't understand this firstly. So I'll give you a practical example. So the last time when I was raising $11 million, you know, we've got got a lot of rejections. I think I went out to like 70 investors and, you know, um, obviously I raised from one in the end, which means, you know, I think I had three offers at the end, which meant 67 people passed on GenFlow. But when I used to hear that first, you know, you get an email through, sorry, we're not interested. And obviously it hurts. You used to be like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why aren't we good enough? Why am I not good enough? And those, the you know, that's natural. But then I started to realize, no, I just don't fit their investment thesis. Because let's say, at my last rage, there was an investment firm. And if they're looking currently to invest in SaaS businesses, meaning subscription as a service, which is like Slack, for instance, or they are looking for fintech businesses so the investment thesis is the following a firm decides if they have hundred million to spend they're going to spend that on xyz business models xyz industries and xyz levels of metrics because imagine if that was you right imagine you were going to start investing in startups you would have to come up with some thesis, some framework, some plan, some strategy to how am I going to spend my money? You know, very same as if you're thinking of buying 20 properties, you would need to plan, okay, am I buying new properties, old properties, in which areas, whatever, whatever. And you'll come to your own investment decision, and that's exactly how it works. So I had people reject me because they were like, we only like software businesses, you guys are software, and you do other services, so we don't want that. Or we only want to deploy capital, money into an industry where there is historic. There's lots of uh, historic transactions, so they can feel comfortable. In my industry, because it's creator economy, you know, it's just not that. Um, there's not been that many unicorns. It's a new industry, so people are a bit afraid to be like. I don't know, I think I'd rather just invest in some insurance company That's that's because we know that market. Or we'd rather just invest in an e-commerce uh, subscription business because, again, that market has been working for so long that we're comfortable with it. Also, because when people want to value a business, it's very hard to value a business in a new space. So hopefully that gives you a bit of understanding of what I mean when it comes to investment thesis. And it's very hard to know this, and the way you kind of can figure this out is by looking at an investor's current website and their portfolio if you can't find any companies remotely similar to you it doesn't it means that they don't invest in your space this thinking of that yeah but we could be their first like big one or whatever like it doesn't really exist people are very you gotta imagine how an investment firm works the founder of the firm has created the thesis then they hire You know, there'll be a bunch of partners leading the deals and below that you would have like your directors, then you will have your associates who are out there looking for deals. So Mr. Associate at X firm, he's been tasked to go and find 50 insurance businesses from which they're going to invest in one, probably every 12 months. So you sending your cold email, your deck and your, you know, all that, all that you're going to do to try and get their interest and all that stuff. It's going to go nowhere. The amount of associates that have reached out to me, because the second thing also happens, the amount of associates that reach out to me, because they're thinking about the creator economy, it's not in the current investment thesis, but they just want to know enough information, so the next time in they're raising for their investment fund, they can be like, oh, we want another 50 million from who they're raising from, to be like, we want to start doing creator economy, and look at all this information that we know. So when, you know... Honestly speaking, like, I remember no one ever got in touch with me ever. Now I get inbounds from investors, which still feels absolutely crazy and always feels amazing. I'm not going to lie. But I just know that it's an associate. They're trying to find something out by business. I look on the website. They've never done anything in the past. So are they truly going to invest in GemFlow? 99%. No. So I think it's just about learning the game. And I'm giving you some straight facts here because I've learned the game by being in the game. And you know, before I was naive, I've had investors come and take our financials, come and spend three days with me in the office, and I'm giving them everything. I do it like this, I do it like this, here's my numbers, here's this, here's that. Because I thought if I'm just honest, and if I'm just open, and if I'm transparent, if I show them how much I care about my business, surely they're going to want to invest in me, right? None of that shit matters. All investor cares about is, is this investment in line with my investment thesis? Is it at the right stage? And does it hit the metric goals that they have created for themselves? And when I mean by metric goals, I mean the numbers that they think are good. And again, when someone is deciding why they're going to invest in XYZ, you come up with those numbers, meaning... You know, if that was me personally right now, I would want to see at least a million in revenue. I'd want to see at least 50, 60% growth year on year. Is this business even growing? I would want to see the underlining metrics of how much have you spent on marketing? What's your cost of acquisition? What's the lifetime value of a client or a customer? You know, how good is your social media? Do you know content? Do you understand where the market is? How many followers do you have? Who's the founder? What's his story? So they have these benchmarks, metrics. And essentially, I've learned this as well now. So now when an investor messages me, I would just immediately get on the phone and be like, so what are you investing at currently? Like, what, what's, what are you looking for? Before I used to sit there and give it the big like, you know, oh, we are GemFlow, we're going to change the world and all this shit and spend an hour, then send some info. And they'll just be like, yeah, we had a look at it, but doesn't it really it's not a good fit right now. What that really means is, they learned a bunch of information from me, but they never were going to invest because I never hit the numbers in the first place. So now I just outright ask them, what revenue are you looking for? What growth rates are you looking for? What level of profitability are you looking for? Etc. 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 So ultimately, when it comes to finding investors, you need to really work on the right stage, the right investment thesis, and you have the right numbers. And then you actually would have a real party who's actually interested in you. And I don't know the first question is, how do I find them? It is tough. And I think I can, I'll tell you a couple of tactics I have utilized in the past, which would hopefully help anyone listening here who wants to raise the first money. If you want to raise money from investors, go to AngelList and you can start searching with what I just said, which is what stage is currently the firm in? what industry and lastly you can search for location because that also really matters if, if it's a US firm very rarely would they invest in a company which doesn't have a US HQ uh, an ink business and the legal setup in the correct way so firstly if you're a European founder you might as well forget ever messaging a US firm thinking that they would even be interested in you it's just not going to happen so you can search an on, search on angel list Go through it all, and um, you know, you can find some firms that are interesting um, to you. Second way would be looking at companies that are in your space who re- invested in them, and then trying to see who they are. So, what I did was I looked at, you know, there's another business in my industry called Jelly Smack who invested in them, it was SoftBank look at who the partner was, look who else do they interact with, and you'll start mapping out a small like world of companies and people who are interested in creator economy. Third thing is Twitter. Twitter is the greatest source when it comes to investors because investors are very active on Twitter over every other social media platform. So I would go on Twitter and again, try to follow the latest things happening in your industry to see who's talking about it, to be like, who are the real parties? And fourth, to stay on the lookout of the latest people, generally speaking, who are raising in your space. And just like that, you'll start to draw your own little ecosystem of people that are interesting to you. Of course, there's many websites we can just go and search, investors and whatever, you'll find people. But finding the right stage, the right investment thesis, the right numbers is the massive thing. To give you a bit of context, right now I am raising a Series B for Genflow. I am looking for people that are interested in software, platforms, um, and that like the creator economy, which obviously makes it very narrow, meaning I'm looking for Series B, which means a certain number of uh, revenue. I'm looking for people who understand the creator economy, have deployed some capital in it already, because I don't want to be someone's you know, uh, I'm here to educate them in some capacity. And then lastly, I'm looking for, in this case, because we, we do have a full setup in the US, I'm looking for someone who can really help us grow in the US. But the point being is I have that clarity. So from there, I've made a list of 106 investors. And now, you know, my team is going through them and we're having that discussion of figuring out who would be the right thing person for us. But that's exactly and meticulously how you have to do it. The amount of founders that are trying to just see a cool name and they're sending them a deck and thinking something will happen because of that, it won't. Um, When it comes to actual outreach and trying to find investors, obviously that's just hard. But in that it's like anything, it's sales. So you've got to become compelling, make some really good information, really good marketing and try to inbound people yourself, try to get introduction through other founders Try to connect with the portfolio um, of some investment firm, and try to get introduction that way. But there's many, many things you can do to try to get in front of people. You just got to make sure when someone takes a look at you, everything about your business is perfect. You know, your website, your branding, your messaging, the information you're gonna send them. You gotta have it all ready in the right way. Anyway, look. Hopefully. This was a bit helpful if you are looking to raise for your business that first time money obviously i'm talking from a software perspective from a tech starter perspective when it comes to other standard businesses like a shop or something else it's very very different because on those investments would only happen if the business is profitable and someone would want their money back in the investment that i'm currently been referring to this in this whole episode It's mainly for software businesses because an investor is investing to hopefully get an exit one day, not get dividends, not get the cash back with 10% interest. They will only be doing it to make an exit because essentially software businesses get bought. And that's the whole thesis of my business. The goal has always been to build a business and sell it one day. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to make this episode because I think it was super helpful in trying to think of the approach. Fundraise is a full-time job. It is something that you really have to work on yourself. And, um, you know, if you are looking to raise, I wish you all the best. And if you do have further questions, just hit me up on DM as Sean Hanif on Instagram. And I'll try to help you. I have seen and some people have contacted me in the past and I can see the mistakes people are making. So, yeah, that would be amazing. Also, I will be doing another episode very, very soon, which which, uh, which I'll go through the actual things you need to create And what information you actually need to have in your business plan to raise money. So look out for that. But anyway, thanks a lot for listening and have a good day.